Hello, my loves. Welcome back to a Mad Life podcast. This is another episode. I am your host, Madeline. The podcast where I talk about the uncomfy obstacles that is your 20 airs, babes. Literally. If you're tuning in through another streaming platform, I highly suggest that you check out my YouTube channel where you'll virtually see me. I realized last week when I uploaded my first podcast video, you can see me in person and listen to the audio on Spotify and YouTube, but you can't see it on Apple Podcasts. But if you prefer the audio version, I recommend going to the Apple Podcast. Last week, we talked about the concept of change and how it can be extremely positive. Keep in mind, if you haven't seen that episode, I highly recommend you check it out after watching this one. If you saw today's topic, you may already know that today we are going to be discussing the blame game. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, it's your fault, you did it, but kind of incorporating that same exact concept. How many of us constantly blame ourselves for literally everything, even when it has nothing to do with us? Let me tell you right now, stop saying sorry. Seriously. I mean, I say this all the time. I'm apologetic. Anybody that knows me, I'm constantly apologizing for things that are even out of my hand. So it's not necessarily the matter of you blaming yourself, it's the matter and the concept of you using the term sorry or being apologetic when a lot of the times it was never in your control. Now, I like to say that there are two differences to this terminology, right? There's I'm sorry because you generally did something and you're acknowledging that you're at fault and you made a mistake. And there's the sorry that you're having to apologize for because it was reflected on somebody else's actions. Now, the way I'm kind of tying this in is I'm incorporating the fact that we don't realize it, but the blame game is actually very effective in the sense that it affects our self-esteem. Now, maybe some of you are like, I don't understand what that means. Let me bring it down for you. There are the different terms of apologies, right? We have the I'm sorry, like you actually made a mistake, maybe you spilled a drink, or maybe you hurt somebody and you're apologizing for that. Great, you're acknowledging that. And yes, that is your fault. But when I refer to the blame game, I refer to the mindset that you sit in because somebody else. An example of that would be, let's say I'm sure everyone in their life, especially in your 20s, you've had somebody walk out whether that be a friendship, a relationship, um, they walk out of your life and that ends up reflecting on your self-confidence because you end up pinning yourself down, what I could have done better, what I should have done better, this is my fault, even when that person doesn't acknowledge what they're at fault for. Now, realistically, we're human, right? We make mistakes, we have to learn from them, but the kinds of people that blame you for something, you end up blaming yourself for. So in honor of Bully Awareness Month, if you guys don't know, October is Bully Awareness Month. And I originally wasn't going to do this story, but then I realized I want to do something in honor of Bullying Awareness Month because hello, who doesn't get bullied in their life, right? Now a little backstory, something about myself is I constantly apologize for things that literally have no concern with me. Like I, it doesn't involve me. I, I just apologize for it. It can be something as simple as my friend spills her drink and I go, oh, I'm sorry. My brain all like just automatically thinks apologize, Maddie. For what? I didn't do anything. My brain thinks that I have to apologize for something that was out of my control. Many people are going to argue that the apologizing factor is due to trauma. I think it could be either or. Now, I've made some mistakes in my life, many that I still to this day regret. I take account for it. Even if in the moment I don't, I take account for it in the future. So I'm going to take it back to middle school. My first year, sixth grade rolls around, I'm 11. I do want to say that this video is going to be dedicated to somebody that really had a positive impact. And I don't think she knows that she got me through a lot of that really hard time in my life. I think everybody has one of those. Um, I don't know if I want to say her name. I think she knows who she is. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna leave her name out for privacy purposes. This young lady, like I've had many childhood friends and some of them don't last. 
we had our ups and downs, not necessarily like we would fight. It was more of like we would just lose contact and then reconnect, lose contact and then reconnect. She is actually a mom to a little boy and she's expecting a girl in January. So congratulations to her. Let me tell you about this individual. She is one of those, she has thick skin. She grew up with thick skin. She's small, but let me tell you, she has a whole lot of fight. And that's something that always motivated me and something that I absolutely loved and adored about her. She probably doesn't know this, but she got me through a really hard time. Like she got me through that really difficult time in my life when I really hit all lows. She was my rock, literally. So in middle school, I went to a school that was within my district. And long story short, first day of school rolls around, I had a childhood best friend. She was my best friend for about like six years, like a real, real childhood best friend. We would spend time with each other like 100% of the time. After school, I would go to her house or she'd come to mine. We hung out on the weekends. We kind of grew up together in that sense. We did the talent show together. I think it was like two, three years in a row. Like it was, like she was a very, like this is a very pivotal part of my life, a very private part as well. And I think for myself, that's probably why it hurts so much. And maybe, maybe this has happened to you, right? The term, you know, you get bullied into being pretty. That's a real thing. I used to think that was so stupid until I realized, wait, you literally changed yourself but I'm not gonna share too much. I'm gonna get right into it. So around this time, as I told you at the beginning of my podcast, I dedicated this video to a specific somebody. That specific girl is incorporated in the story. And then I have my old childhood best friend. Now I am going to say this before I even get into the story because I don't want it to be perceived as I'm bashing her and no way, shape or form am I doing that. Any person that has decided to leave my life or is no longer part of my life or whatever circumstances that may be, I have no negative energy towards them. I wish them nothing but the best. I understand now as an adult, you're going to grow apart from people. Some people aren't going to be in the next chapter of your life. And I'm learning to accept that day by day. So let me just say that. That way it doesn't come off as like, we don't like her. No, no, that's not what I want. Let me start off by saying that my best friend was the prettiest. Even I thought she was like stunning, gorgeous. Well, sixth grade, she really, really blossomed in such a beautiful girl. Like she was just she was stunning. I mean, she always had her hair curled. She smelled good. She was wearing name brand clothing. Like, I didn't even know what that meant. She was wearing, like, name brand clothes, like Hollister, Abercrombie and & Fitch, you know? For me, I had hand-me-downs. Like, yeah, I had, like, some, like, new shoes every, like, beginning of the year, right? A new backpack. When it came to clothing, like, I really didn't care how I looked. For me, self my self-confidence was never something that I was worried about because, quite frankly, I dressed like Punky Brewster. If you guys don't know who that is, um, I'll pop a picture right here. If you're listening, I highly recommend you search up Punky Brewster because I was Punky Brewster. I mean, I used to wear these like all-star Converse, like the Chucks with, they were like purple with stars. And then I would wear like these Valentine's Day socks that were like up to my knee. And I had these Capri shorts. And yeah, I mean, you kind of get the gist, but I thought it was cute. I was like, I'm cute. I'm adorable. Like, you wish you were fashion. I am fashion. Like I was, I was, in my head, I was working it. When I look back at those days, I kind of like question where my head was at. But you know, we, we learn, we grow. Yeah. Moving forward, I was pretty sad that we didn't have any classes because we had been talking about middle school and how when we were in high school, we're going to start driving and we're going to go to we're going to go to the mall. Now, she was already at the maturity level where girls were going to the mall. They were liking guys and not to say that I didn't have crushes. Of course I did, but it was very childish. I was, you know, like, oh, yeah, I like him. Don't say anything. It was never amounted to the part where girls were hanging out with guys. Um, at that age, you know, I, w I went to middle school in the time period where 
social media was almost like it was basically like thriving 2012 to about 2015 i remember there was like kick and snapchat and instagram was like taking a turn um but i didn't have a phone not until later throughout my sixth grade year and that's because i got on a roll something about me is you know being at that age i know it seems so silly now being an adult you're like oh my gosh why was i even jealous at that point but you know in that moment like your feelings are hurt so around that time we wouldn't really hang out at lunch she was very popular and that grew very fast she was learning like she was meeting a ton of new people seventh and eighth graders and we were only sixth graders she hung around something called the benches the benches were all the cool kids sat like everyone had like their designated spot right the little clicks whatever um for me i like to stick with the people that i knew and most of the people that i knew you know they were kind of meeting new people i would spend my time during lunch or like a break time to go to the library or just sit in a really quiet environment to get my homework done like i had a whole routine i literally lived down the street from where i went to school and so for me i was always really excited because how I used to go about this is I would go to school, my homework would get assigned, I would get ahead so I can complete the homework that day, and then I would walk to this little liquor store on the corner of my street, get myself a snack, a little beverage, right, when Thackies were like 25 cents, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? It's not 25 cents anymore, I don't even know if they sell them many ones, I mean, they probably do, but they're probably like $1.25, right? Because a regular bag of chips is like $2.50, and you're paying 50% for air, whack. That was my daily routine. My parents, I, like they, they, like I'm, I'm a child. I am a child at 11 years old. You are a child. This new generation, I don't know. Some people are like way younger than me. And they look a thousand times year older than me. Not throwing shade, but I didn't have no drunk elephant at 12 years old. I still don't own drunk. I don't own drunk elephant at 22. My makeup routine was this elf double-sided spoolie applicator with clear gel for the brows and for the lashes. I'm 11. Also, I really wasn't allowed to shave my legs. Um, yeah, I had crooked teeth. You know, puberty had just hit me and, you know, my body was going through a lot of changes. But it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you're a kid. It's normal. You're not supposed to look like Kylie. No shade to Kylie, but not everybody looks that good. Moving forward, we really weren't hanging out at lunch. I didn't fit in with her friends. For privacy purposes, I won't say too much other than, you know, girls are just mean. The, her friends really hurt me physically and mentally for that matter. I mean, I was terrified at one point to go to school, but I was angry. Like I had so much anger in my heart. And so that first semester of sixth grade, I was going, you know, doing really well in school. I made honor roll. We had an honor roll breakfast for my school. And so they would say every single student's name and you had waffles and your parents would come and you got a rose. Um, obviously my last name is Young. So I'm generally the last person on like roll call unless somebody else's last name was like Z, which is like slim to none, which I never really minded. I kind of liked being last because you know save the best for last ladies and gentlemen yeah this particular day i knew that my parents wouldn't be able to make it to my honor roll breakfast so at the time i wasn't upset about it because i understood that they had to work you know it's a job they got to pay bills you know they got mortgage they got uh, we got to pay for the mortgage and stuff like that so it really didn't matter to me but then in the moment being there like i think what reassured me was knowing that i'd have my quote-unquote best friend there with me and that wasn't it 
It wasn't. I showed up to the breakfast. They said my name. First off, I didn't even get a freaking rose. Yeah, I'm salty about that to this day. And then on top of everything else, like, again, it didn't affect me at first not having, like, I didn't really, it didn't matter to me at first because I was like, well, it's fine because next semester I'll do well and they can come, you know, or I don't know. It just, it didn't bother me as much. Well, then later on when I saw everyone with like, with their families and their parents, I was like, hmm, well, now I'm kind of sad, you know, but then I look over and I'm looking at, you know, my best friend and I go over to her. No room for me at that table. None. And, you know, being best friends with somebody for that long, you would think that they would, you know, have your back, dude. No, she did not. So fast forward, I was really sad. There was no room for me at the table. I let it slide. Weeks go by. I ended up getting my first phone that Christmas because I did really well. And the first thing that I wanted to do was add her because I thought this is great. I can finally reach out to her. I can text her. I'm going to save our friendship, whatever. I hit my breaking point on my birthday. That entire semester was really bad. Her friends were not welcoming. They were not nice. Now, the reason why I dedicate this video to that specific individual, which I'm not going to name her name. She knows who she is. is because she was such a tough cookie. Like, nobody messed with her. Like, she just had, like, that thick skin. Nothing got to her. And she also, anytime she was near me, like, nobody would mess with me. No one. Like, she had, she had my back 110%. I never got picked on when she was around, but in the locker rooms or if I went to the bathroom, like those girls were there. They, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I, I, you can figure out, right? Yeah, we're just not going to get into it. So, I mean, I really just stopped going to places by myself. I wouldn't go to the bathroom unless it's like during lunch. So I'm like holding it, whatever, besides the point. I was scared because I was like, look, I'm really not trying to get beat on today. There were a couple times where I would stay or I would literally run. I mean, I would run home. I lived right across the street from my middle school and I would run out of the classroom as soon as that bell rang because I'm like I do not want to get beat up today and I say that now but it really broke me at that age I'm not gonna I mean really I never defended myself like ever I just, there was just no point I was like I'm gonna lose like there's like seven of them this one of me and knowing that it was her friends made it all worse so anyways my birthday rolls around um it's my 12th birthday I had been really sad really you know just kind of depressed. I, I never realized about my self-confidence or my self-esteem. I remember one of her friends had asked me if I get my clothes like from the garbage and I was like what? Like huh? My mom was still dressing me up sometimes. I, I thought I was pretty cute and um, you know it made me sad but it wasn't like I was wearing name brands because I didn't really like I didn't really care how I looked at that that point in my life. It was just like okay whatever. I'd get made fun of for not shaving my legs. And mind you, this is a different time period. My mom ended up letting me get my brows started, which was like my one little thing. So everyone's like, you have bushy brows, you got a unibrow. And I got braces. Then it was like piranha mouth, train tracks. And I know it's so silly and stupid, but when you're that young and people are picking on you, like that doesn't feel good. I got called like fatso. Yeah, I mean, it's just things like that. At that age, you don't want to be called that. And it was a different time too. Mind you, it's not like this time period. Girls are crazier now I don't know <laughs> my birthday rolls around I didn't have any plans that I knew of my friend again the girl that I dedicated the video to uh her family was very close with us she was another really good one of my childhood best friends still is to this day uh she actually knew that my mom was throwing a surprise birthday party for me and so her mom and her 
were taking me to yogurt land after school and then i would go home and you know be surprised but i didn't know that it's a surprise so i ended up going to we went like i ended up walking over to you know the bench area where the cool kids were at i went up to her i went up to her i was really excited i was like she's gonna say happy birthday to me she's gonna say happy birthday to me she didn't she laughed in my face and asked who are you huh what do you mean who am i like I, in my head it hadn't like clicked that i was no longer her best friend i was no longer even her friend hell i probably wasn't even an acquaintance at this point she had made friends with another girl that did not like me either and i could feel it i didn't know what that feeling was at the moment but it was it was the feeling of not being wanted and it made me feel really yucky like oh i know i don't belong here I left. I walked. After school, I was really pissed. Um, we went to yogurt land and I put on a smile because I didn't want anybody to know that I was hurt or sad. Went to my home. I literally was like, once I get home, like, I'm just going to cry. That was literally my goal. I opened the door and I was even more upset because I opened the door and it's all of my friends. Everyone's like, surprise, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, hi. In that moment, I really thought that this was like a hope, like this was going to be the icebreaker to save our friendship, but it was already broken. You know, it was, it was hard. It was difficult. I knew that I had to let go, but that was like my breaking point. I had a really hard time throughout the rest of the semester. I ended up ditching school. I would come up with a plan. I pretty much would, I had a friend on the corner of my street. I would walk with her to school. We would get breakfast and they had two gates at my school. So they wouldn't close the gates up until I'd be I'd, like around five minutes before 8.30, which was when school started. So I would walk to school with her, right? And I would say, I forgot something. I'll be back. I'll see you at class. Yeah, no, I would leave through the second door literally 10 minutes before and then walk home. And at the time, I knew my dad's schedule, so I usually would just hide or I would just stay at the park. And I knew I would have to leave by a certain time period because a lot of times on Wednesdays when they had the mile, I knew that they would run outside of the school. So anyway, um, during around this time at the beginning when I would ditch school, my cousin was living with us at the time. And I had told him like, oh, I have a stomach ache. I can't go to school. I'm not feeling well. And he was taking care of me for a little bit. And then he eventually caught on. I think he ended up moving out like later on. So I ended up doing the same thing. My Aurita was staying with us too. And so sometimes she'd stay out in the garden or she'd go walking. And so that was usually my cue to either try to sneak my way into the house. We didn't have cameras or anything like that. So it was really easy. Um, but eventually my parents caught on because I got in trouble for truancy. I ended up having to make up my sixth grade year by doing detention. And I ended up having to get escorted by security. First off, there was security at my school anyway. It was just, it was just not in the best area. So I just, and I say that because I live there. But besides the point, I would get escorted from class to class to make sure I wouldn't ditch. Like I would even have a security guard when I was going to the bathroom, which honestly was embarrassing for the longest time, but it made me feel safe for some part of it because I knew that no one was gonna mess with me for the most part. I ended up obviously passing. My parents took this as an opportunity to move me out of the district as a whole. I went to a new middle school, which was even harder. Like I know moving schools is difficult because you know, friends and whatnot, but I had nothing there other than the girl that I dedicated this video to. But other than that, I was like, I, I don't want to be here. Like I, I hate this school. I hate it. Even my own teachers were so nasty to me. Not even asking me what was wrong, not even knowing the entirety of the story and it made me feel like shit like to this day to this day i think about some of the things that they told me and i just think wow 
I was horrible. Like nowadays, if anybody would have like, you would have been canceled, right? But again, this is like 2011, 2012. Like you're getting away with murder. Really? I mean, just saying. Anyway, um, when I moved to the new school, I didn't realize this, but I blamed myself for losing her. And I was very angry. And I do take responsibility for some of it because I said some awful things to her out of anger. I went to the new school and I didn't realize that I was becoming her because I didn't want to make the same mistake with any future or potential friendships that I would make, right? I wasn't willing to go through that entire process once more. So I ended up turning into her, right? I turned into her as a person. I started to care about the way that I looked, the clothes I wore. I started shopping at name brands and it sucked because it took so much effort to achieve this beauty pageant look. It was no longer about school. It was about not getting hurt. It was about being pretty enough. It was about not letting people know, you know, the past and what like there was like so many obstacles that I just I didn't want to think about her. I didn't want to think about anything. And I even tried to rekindle our friendship. I think at one point it just hit me. The friendship is broken. It's done for. Let it be, you know? And so the reason why I talk about the blame game is because many of us don't realize that some of these situations that we are put through, specifically talking about when people leave our life, um, we blame ourselves and we don't realize it because we go into that state of mind of I should have, I could have, I would have. I mean, nothing that you could have done would have changed that person's decision. The one thing that I say is, and you know, I blamed myself for years for letting not only her, but other people in my life walk out because I wasn't good enough. But who said that? My brain did. I told myself that they didn't want me because I wasn't good enough. It's always this feeling of not being enough, right? Even in your 20s, that's even worse because you're losing friendships, you're gaining friendships, you're meeting new people, you're building new relationships, you're trying to build off broken relationships and you blame yourself and it tanks that self-confidence and I've let a lot of things break me in the past, but not anymore, at least now. I'm growing from it and I'm letting it go. You can't keep living in the past if you want to move forward in the future. The present is the only thing you should be worried about right now. Stop reflecting on what happened in the past. It's easier said than done. I know that. I live that every day. Of course, apologize when you do something wrong, right? Accountability. But don't apologize for something on somebody else's account. If they decided to leave your life, that's on them. Not on you. Unless you're crazy. I'm kidding. You know, stop blaming yourself for other people's actions please. You don't have control of the people that leave your life, but you have control of the people that you let in. Remember that you don't have control of the people that leave your life. You have control of the people that you let in. That's where you have the authority. Now I talk about this because if you're somebody that has had their self-confidence tanked by somebody that walked out on them and you're blaming yourself and that's been affecting you past and on and on and on, let it go. I promise you, whoever the person is, they are probably like, I don't even know why I'm still relevant to you. Heck, why am I even talking about the story? Because it's significant and it was a pivotal moment in my life. The only thing I'm at fault out for is allowing that to break me. If I would have gone through that, being the person that I am today, I probably wouldn't care. No, I, I wouldn't care. I don't. I have had to grow thick skin, you know. I've had to realize that some people don't want to be in your life and that's okay. No matter what you do or how many mistakes you make, forgive yourself. You are the person that deserves the apology, not the other way around.
you know, I feel like for myself, it has taken me so much time to realize that I don't like playing the blame game and I'm done playing the game. I don't feel like it is essential in my life and there's no purpose to trying to blame myself for somebody else's decisions. If you feel the need to walk out of my life and leave and you feel that, that you're not benefiting, I'm not benefiting, cool. There is no need to have any hatred. Of course, depending on the situation, you know, we're human. We're going to be mad. We're going to get jealous. We're going to be angry. But I'm no longer going to give anybody that power to affect my life and my future friendships, relationships, whatever that may be, because I'm at peace. So I ask you today, are you going to continue to play the blame game? I've lost a lot of people. I mean, I've lost a lot of strong relationships, even people that I thought would be in my life forever. Now, being an adult, I realize... I don't really feel like I want to be, you know, I don't feel like I need to be the best version for anybody else but myself. I said in the last podcast, well, I said in the last episode that, you know, that self-love has to be key. We have to go through those hardships to grow. Being in that, like, after, like, that had happened to me, all I cared about was being popular. And I was. I guess I got what I wanted, but not really because I was still hurt. I mean, no matter what the situation is, let it go. Don't show any expression. Don't show any remorse. Don't show any hurt. They don't care. That's what I've learned. And it sucks. I know. I know it sucks because I wanted to think that in my mind that that person was... I mean, there was a lot of times where I thought, oh, I'm going to become, you know, the best version of myself so that way I can show them. No, 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 no. Become the best, become the best version of yourself for yourself. Nothing else. Don't become the best version so that you can throw it back in their, their face. No matter how spiteful you want to get, don't. Because again, you're doing it for them and not for yourself. Go into this week and have the mindset that you're going to transition into the person that you want to become. Let go of anything that you may have been hurting from. If you don't journal, I actually was talking to a friend of mine this past weekend. We were, I mean, we weren't journaling together, but we journal separately, right? She has this adorable little journal book and I love it because it has a lock so you have that privacy. I have been recently journaling myself just to put my thoughts in and I realize some people are going to think that this is so stupid but really if you can take the time write down on a piece of paper everything that has still affected you to this day whether that be somebody walking out of your life somebody that wasn't there for you somebody that could have gone about a situation a different way write it down write everything down scribble it rip it throw it away set it on fire if you want let it go. Let that signify that you're letting it go. Let it go. And if that person wants to come back into your life, think about what they put you through, of course, but then realize that the ball is in your court and you get to decide whether you want to go back to that feeling or whether you want to let them into your life. That is probably the best thing about all of this is even if you end up blaming yourself for it and it's not your fault, you're going to realize that when the person tries to come crawling back into your life. It always happens. Um, for the account of anybody that is getting bullied, I please take this video and I know that this is like a different generation so girls are probably way different and like people just get canceled on social media like be careful what you say don't allow anybody to push you around don't let anybody lay their hands on you point blank period and get help ask for help that's probably something that I should have done a long time ago um as for the story I hope that you can resonate with it I hope that you have a takeaway I hope that you can go into this week and the future not thinking about what you could have done, but what they could have done. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Please take time to sit and reflect. Don't blame yourself for anything. Don't play the blame game. You do not deserve that. You deserve the apology. No matter what anybody says, whether they say you could have done something differently, everyone could have done something differently. We're human. We make mistakes. We have to learn from it. I am sending you guys so much love in this new week. Halloween is what? Next week? Around the corner, dude. Like... What are we going to be? Comment down below if you're watching this on, you know, a YouTube video. Of course, check out my other social medias. And once again, please check out my other episode. Check out my podcast channel, depending if you're streaming. I am on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So check it out. Definitely check out the socials at Madeline Rose Young to see my funnier side. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.